Welcome to the Wicked Good Momcast, a podcast for Boston moms by Boston moms, a space to hear stories from real moms, to celebrate the beauty of motherhood and to normalize its challenges. Motherhood is hard, but it doesn't have to be lonely. You are a Wicked Good Mom. And now here are your Wicked Good Momcast hosts, Shannon and Megan. This season of the Wicked Good Momcast is brought to you by our partners at Rockland Trust, a local bank dedicated to providing advice and support through every stage of life or business. Visit rocklandtrust.com or stop by a branch to learn more. Hi, listeners. Welcome back to the Wicked Good Entrepreneur Series. Today's guest co-owns and operates two small businesses in Boston. Along with her husband, Dan, Daniela Procopio founded Stove Oven Grill and Solma Tea. We are going to hear all about Daniela's businesses and what it's like working with her husband. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Today's guest partners with her husband to run two small businesses while raising their three kids. Through Stove Oven Grill, they are constantly developing recipes with their signature rubs using various cooking techniques and sharing new recipes with their loyal Instagram followers. Daniela's newest endeavor, Solma Tea, provides breastfeeding moms with a ready-to-drink product that provides hydration while aiding in milk production. Daniela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Shannon. I'm so excited to be here and to be a a guest on the show. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you. I know you are incredibly busy, so I'm grateful that you're here with us. (laughs) Aren't we all, right? Like moms, juggling businesses, careers, other responsibilities. We're all trying to make it work. (laughs) Honestly, this is the truth. So how long have you and your husband been entrepreneurs and what kind of led you to deciding to start these businesses? Absolutely. So that's a good question. So we are new on this entrepreneurial journey. Um, We started Stove Oven Grill. Actually, before backing up, we actually started with the idea for Solma three years ago, but it took us, you know, three years to get from idea to where we are today. So during that time, we started Stove Oven Grill. So um, they've both been a few years in the works and it's been a fun ride. It's been a fun ride. Yeah. (laughs) And what was kind of the thinking behind, we want to start these two businesses? Oh gosh, right. The idea that we, you know, we had an idea and wanted to bring it out into the world and we work hard and, you know, there's always that something that entices you. You work hard. So why not just work hard for yourself and the freedom that that affords you, even though, you know, as entrepreneurs we're seeing now, you're always kind of working, right? Right. <laughs> you, you have you have the freedom to be able to schedule your day, but which is great, and which I definitely um, is something that I love about this. But at the same time, it makes it you know that much harder because there's always so much going on. Yeah, but and you're kind of always on call. It. You're always on call. Yeah. You know, you're always on call. But again, you're able to manage that around all your other responsibilities. So your kids or anything else that can come up. So we manage our day and there's so much freedom and flexibility in that. So I think that's one of the reasons that we were really motivated to continue and be on this path. Yeah. Oh, I completely get that. And what is it like partnering with your spouse in this way? So can you kind of talk to us maybe about some of the pros and cons? (laughs) Yes. No. So the pro is that I feel like you always you know, you're always together. So you can bounce ideas off back and forth. You can say, Hey, you know, I have a question on this, or what do you think about this? Obviously the cons is that 
we're always together sometimes, yes. which is so great. And I definitely, we have a great relationship. So I don't take that lightly, but sometimes you're like, oh gosh, I need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I need a minute and I need to take off my CEO hat and I need to put on my mom and wife hat. And sometimes to, you know, differentiating between the two is hard because we think we talk about that a lot. I'm like, oh my gosh, would I talk to my coworker this way? No, I would not. So why? Yeah. You, you oh, know? good point. <laughs> so it's, so it's, so I feel like that and navigating, you know, the growth that comes through all of that can sometimes be a con, but, you know, coming out on the other side, a few years later of being on this venture together. And I, I definitely do think it makes it our relationship that much stronger because we are always together, but we have numerous common goals. We have, you know, our mm-hmm. children, um, that's a unifying thread, but now we also have these businesses that continue, you know, having us work together and reaching a goal. So. Yeah. You know, I was thinking um, when I was a newlywed, maybe even before I was married, some of the marital advice that I received that I've held on to for now a little over 10 years. um, Someone said to me, don't forget to be nice to your partner. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, why wouldn't I be nice to him? And, you know, they were like, I think that sometimes you get to the point in your relationship where you just forget common politeness. And like you said, would I talk to a coworker like this? So I can only imagine, you know, that was advice for just marriage in general, but then yeah, you add in a business and you're like actively working with your husband during the day. I'm sure you have to be even more (laughs) mindful of that. (laughs) Super mindful. So I'm really lucky that he does never gets offended. Right. So I can be like, can you grab that? From the printer, I wouldn't, I would never like talk to a coworker like that. And he's like, right. sure. like it's fine. Like he doesn't care. He's fine. So I'm, yeah. I'm very lucky in that sense too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so two businesses I've talked to like several entrepreneurs, uh, obviously doing this series for the podcast. You are the first and only that I'm talking to who's managing multiple businesses. So I'm very curious. How are you doing it? <laughs> Yes, no, absolutely. So like I said, it's good in the sense that even though we're working on both of these businesses at the same time, one of them, the idea started years ago. So it was slowly growth. The Solma was something that we thought about years ago and to the point where we are now, slowly moving along, you know, and and getting us to where we are today. Um, Stove Oven Grill, um, that one came later. So I think that's how we are able to manage it. Even though it's two separate things, Mm. um, the timelines are different. So when we were- stages. Right. So when we were building one website, we were dreaming, you know, we were just in the designing stages of another one. When we finally had a product for one, we were in a completely different stage for the other one. So Mm. in a way it makes things- more challenging to navigate, but at the same time, it makes things easier because you're not constantly doing everything at the same time. And now, thankfully, we are in a good spot where Stove and Grill is established. We currently have two signature rubs with four more coming onto the line um, the next month. Um, But again, now that we've laid the foundation and we are in a good spot, we are able to really start growing Solma more. So it's just been working out that when one needs something, the other one can take the back burner for a little bit. And then the other one is cruising and then the other one needs more attention. So far, I know this might not always be the case, but so far it's working out for us. <laughs> yeah, that makes complete sense that they're in different stages. And so they right. need different things, kind of like your kids, like when your kids Absolutely. are at different ages and stages. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. 
Um, I actually, I have my barbecue rub right here. <laughs> okay. I love that. So yes. yes, that was, that's one of our first babies. So that one, that one in the BPS rub, we um, started, you know, my husband started coming up with all these different ideas for recipes and to use them on dishes. And then we started hearing from a lot of different people like, oh, you should sell this. And then we mm-hmm. thought about it and we're like, maybe we will. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been, the response has been incredible, honestly. Like the support that we've had from our our community, we live in Melrose, and also just overall in Boston has been mm-hmm. incredible. So we are very lucky and I love to see that you have yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you actually uh, gave these to us for Christmas. Like they were in our Boston yes. Moms Christmas box and they're oh, on our yes. um, Boston Moms gift guide. If anyone wants to look on bostonmoms.com for that. Um, I love this. And our team went crazy over this. This was amazing to see in our boxes. We all love it. (laughs) Yeah. Love to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. So, all right. We've talked about your baby businesses. Now let's talk about your real babies. As a busy mom of three, what kind of boundaries do you have in place to help you separate your business life from your home life? Absolutely. And I feel like the boundary question is always so hard because as a business owner, I still haven't figured it completely out. Mm -hmm. However, we are so lucky that we have so much support. Like our oldest goes to school, our two other, our two youngest um, go to daycare part of the week. And so during that time, we really, you know, we plan out our days to be able to utilize that time. Um, That being said, there are certain hours of the day that are completely sacred, right? Like after they come home from school up until bedtime, sacred. Um, That is our time with them. And, you know, since they're gone for the majority of the day, we try as best we can to not schedule something during that time. And then um, after they go to sleep, it's, it's back to work and Back to what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I um, knew someone growing up and she worked from home, which at the time, this is like 20 years ago. um, Back then, it was a lot more rare for someone to be working from home. Uh, And so I remember her specifically talking about how she had a home office and she had a key, like she had a lock installed on the door to her home office. And she would lock that door at the end of every day, not because she was trying to keep anyone out of it, but for her mentally, that was how she checked out of work and checked back into her home. And I always thought that was like such wise advice. That is wise advice, because even though you're at home, you're basically saying, okay, I'm done with this. I'm yeah. done with this. I'm walking away, at least yeah. for now. And yeah. I think it's important to do that because I keep thinking about it. And the kids are getting older. They're growing right before our eyes. So this is like, you know, they're only going to be this little for so long. So even though they require so much more from us at this point, I definitely want to take advantage of the time that we have with them as best I can. So yeah. we try as best as possible to to balance, right? But it's not always easy. And I, and I, heard somewhere, you know, you always have plastic balls and glass balls and some things are plastic balls and other things are glass balls. And the children for me are glass balls. So I try not to drop um, those glass balls. So we do the best we can. Thankfully, you know, we were both on this journey and Dan is incredibly hands-on as well. He spends a lot of time um, helping out, you know, picking up where it's needed. Um, He's the one who does uh, daycare, school, drop off and pick up and all of that. So it's important to have a good team member as well. 
Yes, absolutely. I love that about the glass balls and the plastic balls, because we all know that we're, there is no balance. We're just juggling everything. But when you think about it like that, it kind of helps you to prioritize what's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And right now, especially right now for me, the kids, everything kids related is the glass ball and everything else I'd love to manage, but those are come secondary at this point. So, yeah. Well, and that honors what you were saying um, was kind of your motivator for starting your own business. It was so that you could have flexibility and time. So you're honoring that by pouring that time into your kids. I like that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. Let me ask you on your hardest days, owning and operating your own business, because we know (laughs) that some days are easier than others on those hard days. What is it that keeps you going? I think of myself 20 years from now and Mm -hmm. I think about where I want to be. Where do I see the businesses? And I think of our kids and, you know, I want to make them proud. You know, is that corny to say? I like on the hardest days I think, and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to, you know, I I think about the kids saying like, my mom and dad, they do this and, you know, and, and, and that's what motivates me is that I really like, obviously I'm doing it for myself. Dan's doing it for himself, but we're doing it together. um, But also for our kids. And I really just, we believe in our products and we want to make our kids proud. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and you're leaving a legacy for them, something that they can look back and, you know, they don't understand totally right now, but someday they will look back and understand what their parents sacrificed, what their parents' hard work meant. Um, and that's invaluable. I, I don't think it's corny at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, it's the first time I've said it out loud. So I was like, okay, does that sound corny? I don't know, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it, I think someday it's going to be a way that your kids get to know you even better, like through um, what you're doing now. A hundred percent. And I think that's so important, especially for me, is to have an identity. You know, being a mom is the greatest privilege of my life. Having an identity outside of that is very important to me. Like I know not everyone might feel that way, but for me it is. And I, it fills my cup and I feel that I can pour into my kids' lives better when my cup is filled too. And so, Mm -hmm. so absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. And I agree with everything you just said. We're all in agreement. What have you learned about marketing your products? Which techniques have been more so successful for your brands? So for Stove Oven Grill, one of the biggest, you know, things that we've learned is especially um, spices and rubs. People want to try it. Right. So to your point, it was wonderful. And we love that we were in that gift guide. Um, because in, in those gift boxes, because people had the opportunity to try it. So we mm-hmm. also work really hard. Um, we are part of the Melrose Farmer's Market. We are going to be in another town's uh, farmer's market later this summer as well. So being in front of individuals, customers, and giving them the opportunity to sample our products, I think is a really good way to market. And for at first, you know, First, I was like, okay, well, we're going to put a social media up and we're going to have a website and then the people will come. Mm-hmm. But then I think about myself as a customer and I think, okay, that's definitely one way, maybe, but I 
like to try products and that's how, how do I know I'm going to like something if I don't try it, you know? Um, so absolutely. So I think that putting ourselves in front, especially for the stove oven grill, for the spices, that was something that we learned having opportunities like that to get in front of individuals. And then from there, people tell their friends, you know, that's definitely what we've seen. We've seen, Oh, my friend, you know, he actually, so the barbecue rub, actually, um, we put it on our popcorn. So somebody else mentioned like putting it on popcorn and we, you know, we got a referral off of that. They said, Oh, somebody had popcorn out there, you know, and things like that. So giving the opportunity for people to try it. Yeah. And then, yeah. So, I mean, which makes sense. Right. But as somebody who didn't have an entrepreneurial background, Mm -hmm. we were like, how are we going to get in front of people and how are people going to try it? So, um, so definitely those opportunities are, are gold for us. And, and for Soma, I think, um, one of the biggest things that I learned again is you have to put yourself out there, um, as the, the owner of the brand. And I think that, you know, for somebody who maybe that's not as natural, you know, to like put yourself out there and talk about the product, you know, I, I personally would always think like, oh, I, I'll, I'll do it in the background, but you know, it's kind of scary to put your face out there. But mm-hmm. again, people will start seeing your product, believing in your product, follow your brand, get to know and love your brand once they get to know you as well. And I think that that's very important. Like, and it makes sense, right? Hands on uh, owners, obviously see great results usually. So, um, so we've definitely learned those two things. And then the last thing is, you know, more than you think, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, I would have never thought it, but it makes sense. You know, we've gotten to this point because we are, we sort of know what we're, we're, we're still learning. Obviously we always are, but we are, you know, you know, more than you think you do and just trust your instincts in order to be able to guide you to the next step. Right. Yeah. I completely, like completely agree with that <laughs> as well. And, you know, it's interesting, um, through these entrepreneur interviews, there have been several threads that no matter what industry I'm talking to, I mean, like um, writing, social media influencer, um, realtor, now like you owning a small business, a common theme for everyone across the board has been we're intimidated to like be face forward, to put our face on social media, to be on stories. It doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel comfortable. and. And I'm the same way. Like, maybe that's why that is stuck with me, because I feel the exact same way about doing Wicked Good Momcast stories. I don't love having my face up there, but I recognize, you know, especially on this kind of platform, it's important for, you know, our listeners and followers to be familiar with the face, to be comfortable um, and then to, you know, want to listen to these interviews. And um, I think too, though, what I'm gaining from hearing just on repeat, this same kind of feeling is that if you are a listener or if you're a follower on social media and you see someone putting their face out there, engage with them, maybe leave them a note of encouragement, like let them know they're doing a good job and don't take for granted what they're doing. Like just because they're not talking about, oh, this is really hard and I have all these like doubts and fears in my head doesn't mean that they're not there and present. So uh, that's something I'm kind of taking away from it is like, 
you know, when I'm watching stories and flipping through, it's not just entertainment for me, like there's a person behind it. And how can how can we be encouraging them and be cheerleaders for what they're trying to do? Absolutely. And I think before this, you know, I would engage here and there. But now mm-hmm. to your point, exactly. I do. I try to do that because it's hard and they're doing yeah. it. So let's let's cheer them on. And honestly, I think that that's one of the one of the things behind Soma is to create that village. And what I've noticed even more is with this opportunity, putting your face out there, cheering other people that are trying to do the same is yeah. we all can really make a big impact and build our own little village. You know, I feel like right. it's so easy to hide behind social media sometimes, but it can really make an impact. So, so I'm starting to learn all this. So many lessons learned already. <laughs> yes. And that's so much of it is just trial and error and learning and growing and evolving. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, like the other part of, um, you know, cheering other people on and having that mindset where, you know, there's always space at the table. We're going to cheer each other on instead of, you know, trying to be competitive or mean girls or whatever. Um, you make friends. Like I, I feel like, uh, I want to be best friends with just about everyone that we interview on this podcast. (laughs) And I just end up, you know, we connect and we talk and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I loved that. That was so great. And I leave here feeling so uplifted. Um, but I think it's the same, you know, when you start messaging with someone on, Instagram that you follow and and like, and maybe have something in common with, like there's just, there's always a seat at the table. There's always room for more. Um, None of this like competitive junk. Uh, We need to be cheering each other on. I think it's just too important. I completely agree. I heard somewhere, you know, if there's not a seat at the table, build a longer table, you know, right. Build a, And I think that that is so important. And I definitely, you know, try to, to live that way. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what advice would you give to couples who are either considering starting a business together or to a partner who is supporting their partner's entrepreneurial dream? Okay. So for partners who want to go, I'll answer the first one first, Um, want to go into business together. I think it's so important, you know, something drew you to each other. You know, you had friendship first. So don't lose sight of that. Like I said, it's so Mm -hmm. easy. You get overwhelmed, so much going on. You are like on two different calls, answering 10 different emails, a kid's crying, Mm -hmm. someone's homesick, so much going on. But you were friends first. So don't lose sight of that. You know, try, I'm realistic, try to speak kindly to each other. Try, you know, things like that because it really makes a difference. And I think, you know, there's so many wonderful things about working with your partner that I'm definitely starting to see a lot of blessings in disguise, a lot of like fun things too. Like Mm -hmm. he's my best friend and I'm with him all day. It's like, what's better. Right. Um, so I definitely think it's very important to not lose sight of your relationship foundation. Um, because it's so easy to, when you start, you know, building a business and everything that comes to it and just like stressors and things like that, that come from starting a business. Um, And for a partner that is trying to support someone, I think it's so important to remember that even though it's great uh, that your partner is there and if they could also like support 50% of all the different tasks and duties, know that there are days that they'll be able to, to give you that much. There are days that they'll be able to take over and do everything. And there are days that they do not have the bandwidth to do anything and take it by day by day. You know, there's definitely days where, like I said to you, Dan does pick up, drop off, after school baths, you know, activities, uh, dinner, bedtime, everything. And Mm -hmm. 
There are days that I do the same and it's all, you know, every day is different, but I think knowing that, especially when they're on this journey, some days are going to need you a little bit more. Some days are going to need you a little bit less and being able to step in and offer that support. However, it comes, even if that support is, Hey, I'm, I'm going to make some coffee. You want me to bring you some great. Now I don't have to get up, you know, um, little things like that really make a difference. So I think offering support to your partner in little ways and big ways makes a huge difference. Yes. And I actually just told my husband this week, I said, I don't think you know how much the little things mean to me. Um, he doesn't even have to say anything like a couple of times this week, even tonight, honestly, before, um, we did this podcast, I honestly was kind of like racing through the shower and trying to get ready. Um, and it you know, had just been a long day and I come out of the shower and a cup of hot tea is like sitting on my desk next to my computer. And it made me pause. I was rushing and like, you know, just going from one thing to another, like we do. And it made me like stop in my tracks and smile to myself and think he sees me like he cares about me. And he just made me a little, you know, cup of tea. But um, I don't know. It's, it's the little things for sure. Yeah. And sometimes that's for me, I think that's the best instead of like, I mean, grand gestures is, is great, like straight out of a movie. But sometimes it's those little things where, like you said, your partner sees you. Mm-hmm. and they are just doing something small, but it has such a big impact. And, and sometimes that's what you need in order to keep going. You're exhausted. Yes. Okay. But you have somebody who sees you and knows you've had a long day and could have used that. That's everything. That's honestly mm-hmm. enough to keep you going a little bit longer. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm loving this conversation and I Me wanted too. to ask you, yeah. <laughs> um, what is the best way for our listeners to find your products? Like if anyone wants to try um, a barbecue rub or Soma tea, what's the best way for them to do that? Absolutely. So for Stove Oven Grill, um, you can visit our website, barbecueopenfire.com. We ship nationwide. So like I said, we currently have our two signature rubs on there and um, we're going to be adding a few more to the lineup in about a month. Um, So you can purchase it through there. Um, And for Soma tea, also online, solmatea.com. Uh, so we, we, both businesses are through e-commerce. So very easy to get into your hands if that's what you're looking for. <laughs> awesome. Well, we will definitely make sure that both of those websites are in our show notes on bostonmoms.com. And again, uh, Stove Oven Grill is already on bostonmoms.com in our gift guide. Um, so listeners, you definitely are going to want to purchase um, both of these fabulous local products. Daniela, at the end of all of our shows, we ask our guests the very same question. So I would love to know, what are you loving about raising a family in greater Boston? So I'm from Florida and um, I love the weather, but first I'm going to ask answer superficially. I love the seasons. I love the seasons. I think that's so important to me. And again, you know, my, I think my kids like it. You know, but also, um, I love the opportunity. You know, we live in Melrose. We are so close to the train. You can go into Boston. There's so much to do. Um, also I love the community. We have found such a strong community, both where we live and also online. 
Um, and so I just think that there's so much to offer. So I, I, well, that's why, like I said, I'm from Florida. I went to school up here and I never left because I love it. I love it. And I saw this as a perfect place to raise my kids with seasons, with good opportunity, good education, um, things to do close to an airport, easy to fly around to visit family, you know? So it's just so much opportunity. Yeah. That's very similar to my story. We, my husband and I came up here on vacation 11 years ago and it was on that vacation. We were like, this is a great place to raise a family. Like let's start looking for jobs. (laughs) Where were you from? um, Originally from Texas. So not too far from you. Yeah. So what season did you come in? Because that's important. Okay. I was just going to say, let me guess the fall because of course, like the first fall that I had here, it was so, I felt like I was in a movie and that sounds cliche, but I feel that same way every fall. I think it's, I, I'm outside taking pictures, making the kids pose. I'm like, this is amazing. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Well, and then we were spoiled. So our vacation was in the fall and then we moved here at the end of May, which this is like the perfect time of the year. We had this awesome summer, another gorgeous, magical fall. And then it was like our first winter, which was oh, like a little check. harder. Yeah. yeah reality yeah. check. But then by the time you're about to lose it and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Then it's spring. Exactly. <laughs> So that's why I tell everybody who will listen, I'm like, Massachusetts is perfect. People literally like fly from all over the country to experience your faults to, you know, to see. So why not just look here? Yeah. I I agree with you. (laughs) Daniela, thank you so much for talking with me today and congratulations on two successful brands. That's a lot of hard work. And I know you're putting your whole heart and soul into it. And so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Shannon. I honestly have always felt supported since day one, since I connected with Boston Moms. And so I'm so happy to be here, part of the Wicked Good Mom cast. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. We are more than happy to support. We love our local businesses here in Boston. Listeners, thank you for being here and for your continued support. We recently celebrated our one-year anniversary of the Wicked Good Mom cast, and that would not have been possible without your listens, reviews, and shares. You are a Wicked Good Mom. Boston Moms is grateful to this season's Wicked Good Mom cast sponsor, Rockland Trust a bank helping individuals and their families develop a healthy relationship with money at any age. Visit rocklandtrust.com or stop by a local branch to learn more.